Hello, and welcome to the Marketing Experiments Web Clinic Audio Replay Podcast. Marketing Experiments is an internet marketing research laboratory. The web clinic you are about to hear was broadcast live to an international audience of marketing professionals. Sign up to be invited to future web clinics, as well as gain access to all of our online marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Good afternoon and welcome to another webinar from Marketing Experiments as we consider live optimization. And we do something rather unusual today. We're going to distill the learnings from the last 200 experiments into three basic principles. It can be overwhelming when you approach optimization and try to discover uh, what you should do first, second, and third, or you try to absorb the heuristics and formulas developed here in the lab. Today, we're looking for a way to simplify the process and help you achieve two critical uh, keys in your own optimization efforts. One, to grasp uh, an understanding of the three most important things that you can do to get immediate results in your conversion efforts. And once we've taught that for just a few minutes, we're going to go to live examples and we're going to optimize web pages on the fly using submissions from our audience. So if you're just joining us, I'd like to get right into the teaching. Before I do that, however, let me point out a couple things that will help you. You can send us your questions, particularly regarding the optimization, using hashtag WebClinic. You can also use the Q&A feature in the software that is enabling this clinic today to ask us technical questions or to get help if you're having problems with audio, etc. In the meantime, it would be good for me to introduce you to some of the Speakers on the call, I think they have official bios, but I've known them for a long time. All three of these have been in our lab and with our optimization group for a considerable amount of time. Adam Lapp is a research manager who oversees some of our largest and uh, most successful research projects. Uh, Andy Mott is uh, uh, one of our top speakers as well as an expert in optimization, and he is a senior research manager with us. Some of you have heard him before leading web clinics. Gina Townsend is a senior research manager who oversees a whole group of our projects and oversees actually uh, many of the analysts who are working on our various uh, research experiments. All three will be providing commentary as we get to those live optimization examples and giving us their thoughts. We're hoping that as you see us apply these principles to real pages, you'll find something transferable, something actionable that you can take back and apply in your own situation. So without uh, losing any more of our valuable time together, let's look at some pages. And let me ask you, if you were the marketing expert in charge of optimizing these pages, would you give them the green light? Would you say this page is ready? Or perhaps this page? Or perhaps this page? Uh, we show you these because these are some of those pages that we're going to be looking at in just a few minutes once we've reviewed these principles. So let's move uh, right forward and begin with a case study that should be familiar to a part of our audience because we have released this case study in the past, but we're going to use it in a different way. This is from our library of tests. I think we have the world's largest library of experiments and case studies in this field. This is test protocol 1214. The background is simple. This is a leading software provider. Their goal was to increase the total leads captured. Many of you on this call are B2B, uh, others are in the B2C and even in e-com. We'll be looking at examples that touch all of these areas going forward. But this case study is important not so much because of the lead piece,
but because of the methodology. So watch and learn with us. The research question was, which process will generate the most leads? We had analyzed their current process. We applied our heuristics to it. We diagnosed the issues, the problems, what you might call the leaks in revenue. We then created new treatments uh, and ran them in a single factorial test design using variable clusters, which is a kind of, uh, it's like A-B testing on steroids. And uh, we used radical redesigns to achieve that. And we're going to look at that. But we started early in the funnel. What you're looking at is a paid search ad. You see the original, and uh, you can see the optimized version. The optimized version is not optimal, meaning that it could be improved yet again. This is just an iteration in our testing. Uh, but what you may note is that the optimized version produced 21% more clicks. Now, that's a great gain for uh, start, and in many cases, it would have a huge impact on CPA and be uh, uh, exciting in its own right. However, we didn't stop there. We went to the next part of the funnel, and that's the landing page. And what you're going to see are two landing pages side by side. They're certainly different, but they're not radically different. However, the new landing page produces 54% more clicks. The conversion rate is a dramatic improvement. Now, as you're thinking about that, bear in mind that someone who came from the paid search ad, who read the copy on this landing page, and who clicked on the appropriate button, is presented with a form. That's when we capture the lead. And here are the two forms, the original form and the optimized form. It's interesting to note that the optimized form produced a 97% increase in conversion. That's 97% more submissions. Now, bear in mind, this is compounding. So 21% more people get through to the landing page, 54% more click through, and 97% more of that increased audience submit their lead capture information, which gives you a, uh, a, a compounding gain of 272.2%. Now, if you're looking at this chart, the only important thing for you to recognize is that this had a major impact not only on the amount of revenue, but on the amount of profit. Because what we saw was an increase in conversion and a corresponding reduction in cost per acquisition of 66%, which meant that the optimized path, and here's the most important part of the whole chart, the optimized path produced more than four times the monthly profit. That is a 302% increase. Now, if you are in the audience and thinking about your own website right now and asking yourself, okay, so how does this apply to me? You might almost feel overwhelmed because depending on your skill level, and we have experts on the line and we also have people who are new to the business on the line, you may say, okay, but what exactly did you do to get that increase? And what can I learn from that that I can apply today? All of us would like to increase our knowledge, but most of us do not have the luxury of studying for two years before we start to take those learnings and use them in our current situation. In truth, we need results now. Management is pressuring us. The economy is difficult. We're in the midst of a launch. We've got new products. We have goals. You need help immediately. Those questions have helped shape the way we intend to conduct today's clinic. And in fact, what we're going to do is teach you three simple principles that are extracted not just from this experiment, but essentially from the last 200 experiments. And so you're going to see us 
uh, draw out three principles that might at first, as you hear them, seem rather simple. But please know that it is that simplicity which comes on this side of complexity, that uh, simplicity which comes having taken heuristics, formulas, experiments, and tried to put them in plain, simple English to help you get something that you can use in your own situation. So, if you were to look at these examples on the screen, these are not even the last 200 or even the last 12 months, but these are current and recent tests that we've conducted with their various conversion lifts. And in achieving those lifts, we have had to work through a series of heuristics that have been developed here in the laboratory to help us improve results for our research partners. And uh, you, might, you might feel like it's a bit overwhelming to learn all of that, but you don't need to today. We're going to learn these three simple keys, and we're going to take all this science and try to make it as actionable as possible. And let's begin with the first of the three principles, and let's show it in action. Now, while I'm doing this with you, please know that we're moving hard towards participation together in optimization. Stand by, because I must go through these three principles rapidly. In fact, if you see something here that intrigues you, it's important that you make a note of it so that you can go into our site where there's $10 million plus worth of free research and access other articles related to these principles because there are those articles and we want you to learn from them as we build a community of marketers who are learning together. I start with the first and that is this, increased specificity. Now, if we were to try and distill what happened between these two ads, one of the most important things can be noted instantly when you see the difference in wording. I want to remind you that I think the optimized ad is not fully optimized. I don't think it's optimal. I think it's better than the original. But it is better precisely because it's more specific and also because it employs quantitative statements rather than qualitative statements. Now, you know, uh, it is our tendency in marketing to make claims about ourselves that we would never make in a conversation with somebody we met at a conference. You wouldn't walk up to someone you met at a conference and say, Hi, my name is Flint McLaughlin, and I'm the world's leading expert in this or that. You wouldn't say, I'm the fastest, I'm the best, I'm the biggest. And if you did, you'd probably have a very short conversation with the other party. We know better than that when we talk to each other, but somehow we think it's all right when we communicate through our marketing efforts to assume a completely different voice and to be pretentious, braggadocious, even arrogant and somehow think that's going to communicate well with the other party. It does not. The bad news is we've done it too long and people don't trust us anymore. You tell me you're the fastest? Well, there are five other companies with the same claim. How do I know which one is true? You say, well, the difference between us and all of those are we have the best customer service. I say, that doesn't matter until I've already taken the risk of buying your product. So how am I going to determine that's true? That's certainly not going to get me to buy. I think it's critical for you to understand that specific information in its own right helps increase credibility, and credibility is vital to your communication efforts. Whatever your value proposition is, whatever it is about you that makes people choose you over a competitor, you must be able to say it in a way that is instantly credible. A great value proposition consists of three elements. It consists of exclusivity, what are you doing that no one else can do, appeal, how Appealing is that thing you're doing to the customer or prospect. And credibility. How easy is it 
to believe that you can actually deliver on this value. The great value propositions ask a simple question. If I am the ideal customer, why should I purchase from you rather than any other competitor? You're going to see us today going after the answer to that question when we look at web pages. In this case, we use specificity. And you saw an immediate lift. Now, I can show you another example if you look at the, this page. Now, some of you may have seen this. I doubt most of you have. But I need the experts of the audience right now to take a look and tell me what you would do to improve this page. I'm going to watch your response. You can use uh, the Twitter. Use the hashtag WebClinic to give us some of your thoughts. You can also use the Q&A feature. We're watching both right now and coordinating. The, the lines are very full. I don't know how many we had registered. I, I'll just ask. How many do we have overall, uh, Austin, for this? Yeah, 1,700 people registered for this clinic. So uh, I won't be able to say everything that uh, you say, but look at some of the key things. Uh, Larry says the single column flow is wrong. Mark says uh, it's, it's wrong. One column says, Caitlin, that you're all right. The hero shot is wrong, says someone else. What is the guarantee, says Lisa. The percentage of accuracy needs to be stated. Too busy, too much copy, text is too small, 500 leads are not quality. Uh, what, where, what is their claim? Change the colors. Lots of thoughts. Well, when we approach a page like this, we typically apply a disciplined methodology. We don't believe in applying a set of rules. We believe in applying a, a set of principles uh, that are essentially flowing out of a meta-theory about the cognitive psychology of the buy process. Here, we would apply that typically using our conversion heuristic. But for today's purposes, we want to distill that into these three principles. So let's ask ourselves how specific. Searching for the most accurate mailing list, your hunt is over. Classic headline, the kind you see over and over again on the Internet. And also pathetic. I didn't come for you to ask me a question. I came for you to answer my question. I'm not impressed with clever turns of words. And there's nothing about that that seems instantly credible. And uh, I could go on talking about issues with this page because there are many. Instead, I'll just show you the optimized version, which, by the way, produced a dramatic lift. And you'll notice the critical, quantifiable statement, we make 26 million phone calls a year to ensure that you get the most accurate mailing list available. The difference between that headline and the other is night and day. And then more Specific information, trusted since 1972. They don't simply say they're the most comprehensive database, but that they have 210 million U.S. consumers, 14 million U.S. businesses, 13 million executives. This is all quantifiable information we found on their website, but they were not stating in a way that emphatically set them apart from their competitors. By the way, it continues in the bullet points, and this is a classic example of a well-designed page that produced a dramatic lift. And one of its keys is there was a lot of specificity, particularly as it related to the value proposition. And so I look at that with you and show you one more example. Here is a sign-up page. These are buttons to click. You're going to choose your membership type. But it's not specific. You have to read a lot of copy. It's difficult for the consumer to make the decision. It is, in fact, too much unsupervised thinking. And uh, so we tried to solve that with this page, which consequently produces a dramatic lift. It's much more specific. So if you are on this call thinking about your landing page right now, the question you should be asking is, 
How can I be more specific with my claims? How can I quantify them in particular? And how can I be very specific in answering three questions that people encounter when they touch my site? Where am I? What can I do here? And why should I do it? The key is clarity trumps persuasion. And that brings me to the second principle. Increase specificity. Now, or increase continuity. The first was specificity. The second is continuity. That's continuity in every step from the beginning of the thought sequence all the way through the site so that the paid search ads, critical information, is communicated now in the landing page. This, by the way, this project was, the, was designed in a company that are experts in direct response and yet a change to the landing page that provided increased continuity yielded a dramatic lift in the overall response rate. In fact, I think you saw it was a 54% increase. Now, why is that critical? Because when we say there's award-winning solution, we actually show the awards. When we say there's 6,459 plus world clients, we remind them of that when they come here. We work very hard to create a connection in the thought sequence and to minimize any interruption of the expectation sequence that we started in the search engine. You can see the same thing flowing to the form where we carry across into the form the core messaging of the value proposition. Again, this is continuity in action. And you can see it again as it connects across all three of the elements in the path, in the software ad uh, itself, uh, the Google ad, and from there to the landing page, and from the landing page to the form. The messaging is the same, the continuity exists, and we've already seen that the continuity produces a 200% plus yield in conversion. How many of you on the phone today would settle for a 100% increase? Uh, the key, one of the things that you can do right now is go back and audit this funnel and ask yourself in my site, is my sales path experiencing site flow interruption or is there continuity in all of the messaging? That brings me to the third principle and we're getting close to optimization. In just a moment, I'm going to show you a page in the audience and ask you to help us understand how to get performance better for that page and then we're going to talk to some of our experts here and get their feedback. So now I see the third principle. The first was to increase specificity. The second was to increase continuity. And the third is to increase relevance. Now, by crafting our message with relevance to the motivations of the prospect, we increase conversion significantly. Here what you're seeing is on the left is a channel map. And in that channel map, we have been analyzing what we can learn from the metrics program about the customer. Metrics should not be about how much. That's quantitative. Yes, you need to measure how much, how many. That's the normal thing we do in metrics. But metrics should be asking a different kind of interrogative. They should be asking why. You should use your metrics as a, as a theater in which you can discover the why in your prospect or your customer's reasoning. And we actually write headlines using the metrics program to discover what those headlines should be. They're often written in the spreadsheet next to our metrics findings. So in this case, we're trying to get relevance from what we've learned about the customer to this optimized page. We discovered 
from the metrics program and from qualitative uh, research and, uh, and qualitative interviews with customers and calls that, that our customers in this case were CEOs needing integrated systems for their company. Highly visible KPIs were important, reducing costs, etc., etc. We also found that CFOs were buyers. Then we discovered why they purchased. Once we knew that information, we went to the next step and started writing headlines and creating benefits packages that matched this motivation. So that in the end, we took what we learned and integrated it into the page. Now, I think the page, candidly, is ugly. I think the page can be improved. But we can't deny the fact that the page got 54% more improvement over the original. And I think that is the core piece. So bearing all of that in mind, you need to be asking yourself a question right now. With my own sales funnel, how can I increase the specificity? Then you need to ask, how can I increase the continuity? And then you need to ask, how can I increase the relevance? Later, you can take one of our classes, certification courses, learn all about the heuristics and get more scientific. But just honestly asking those three questions can move the needle for you in a dramatic way. All right, having said all of that, um, uh, I have, think we have a slide up that will tell you where you can get training and learn more about such things. And uh, I would like to move from a review of these three key principles to the next section, which is live optimization. And as I do that, I'm not going to pause. I'm going to go straight to a web page, and I need you to get ready because I need to get your input and feedback. Here we have uh, a page submitted to us by a member in the audience. And uh, this is a marketer who's doing their best to increase the revenue for apparently an e-commerce site. And I'd like to ask the audience the important changes that you might make to improve this. Now, I'm hoping as you make these suggestions, number one, are you actually helping? We do review and read every single suggestion that you submit. And we have typically, I don't want to exaggerate, maybe thousands, but huge amount of questions and responses afterwards. And, uh, and we'll go through them. Tell us what you do to improve it right now. Someone says there are too many options and pieces on the home page. Someone says it looks like a home page, but still no clear call to action. Someone else says, wow, where do I start looking? Someone says the color is distracting. What am I supposed to do here, someone said. Uh, Craig says, I need a tagline describing what? Uh, too many headers, says Mark. No value proposition, says uh, Supreya. Susan says you can't tell where their business is until you start reading. Laurel says it's very busy. Simplify the options and graphics. Uh, what is the product, says David. No action button, says Ron. Not clear what this site is about, says Tina. These are all good comments. I'm going to hand it over to one of our experts in the field, Adam Lapp. And Adam, help us help this particular audience member. But more importantly, we want to help the entire audience to learn something from this they can apply to their own site. Sure. So uh, many of the comments hit, hit the nail right on the head. The first thing we see is related to value proposition and specificity. Uh, when you enter this page, there's just no conversation started. There's, uh, uh, there's an incredible story where someone went to Nicaragua. Uh, they started their company on love and devotion for, you know, you know love of nature and post made out of post-consumer products is how they make their paper without petroleum but with soy for the ink. 
Uh, yet there's nothing about that on this first page. It's all in the About Us section, which is what you know, we commonly call as the, the buried treasure effect. If you have something great to say and you have these new visitors coming to your site, you need to greet them with, with the, that value proposition. You need to tell them specifically you know, what you offer and why you should buy it here instead of somewhere else. And in this case, why you should buy eco-friendly paper or, as they call it, tree-free paper instead of just reams of paper from, uh, you know, Office Max or Office Depot. Uh, so number one, you know, uh, in, in a nutshell, telling that story, communicating that value, communicating that specificity. Um, but then, you know, also looking at this page, a, another uh, audience member said that there's a lot of images all over the page. And the first thing we see is they present us with, you know, several random products. And so I'd like to see more sequence of thought, more more of the page guiding the visitor and telling me why these are products I should buy. Tell me, are these the most popular? Are these the new products? Are these, uh, you know, our best sellers? You know, tell me why these are on the page. Uh, moving to a little bit of friction, um, there's a lot going on on this page. And uh, the products are definitely important. Um, so to eliminate some of the distraction on this page, I would clean up that left column a little bit. I mean, there's no reason why you need to show the Visa and the American Express and, and, the, and the Discover card. You know, these are widely accept, acceptable payments, and so it should be assumed that you accept these credit cards. I don't think you have to promote these brands on the homepage itself. Um, looking at some of the font styles, um, that testimonial just adds so much credibility to this landing page and to this homepage and the products. But... I think many people are going to have difficulty reading it. Uh, it looks like you know light, light, light gray font on white background. This is going to be very difficult to read. And then finally, moving to what you would consider the primary objective of the page, uh, the add to cart buttons, getting people to, to purchase and go down that funnel. Um, you, you can't really see them with everything else going on. It's just a small, simple little text link. Uh, and you know, we prefer to have that, that call to action and that primary objective much more visible easily discernible um, as soon as the visitor enters the page. Excellent, Adam. That's good feedback. For those of you in the audience that are, again, trying to learn, Adam has pointed out several critical principles, and uh, I, would, uh, I would emphasize probably the number one problem with this page is that it does not clearly answer a single question, and that is, why should I purchase from you rather than any other competitor? It has a story, as Adam has pointed out, and it has a value proposition, but it is not clear. That huge banner, Leaders of Change, the new notebook collection by Echo Paper, is taking up far too much real estate and not communicating what it should. You have about four inches to answer three questions. Where am I at? Believe it or not, people aren't sure when they come out of a search engine. That's a moment of orientation, and you need to tell them instantly, or they will find clarity by clicking on the back button, which is terminal to your relationship with them. The second question is, what should I do here or what can I do here? And you've got to be really clear. And in this case, you know you can buy things. It's e-commerce. You can see it. The third and most important question that could, should consume every other part of the page, why should I do it? It's not clear. Ask yourself those questions about your own site. Adam, were you going to say anything else? Yeah, just to end, I think that value is paramount just because people are not here on this website to buy paper. You can get paper anywhere. They have a specific and very strong uh, motivation to, to buy these eco-friendly papers, so greet them with, uh, with that motivation. Excellent. We're going to move on to another page in just a moment.
Before we do, I, I, you know, we're not filming this. Uh, sometimes we're filming as we go and uh, capturing video that we use later. Today we're not filming, and candidly, I'm standing in a pair of jeans and sandals with a ball cap on in our studio. But I wish you could see, I would normally be dressed up a little nicer. In fact, when I came in, my assistant took my hat off and said, get ready. And I looked in and said, are we filming? And he said, no, so I put my hat back on. But if you could see the setup right now, you know, it's, 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 it's a fairly big room and there's technical people around us running computers and monitors, etc. But I am standing in front of two tables side by side and you've got Adam Lapp there and you've got Andy Mott and you've got Gina, all three, facing me and I feel like a contestant on American Idol. I, <laughs> I'm, looking, I'm looking at my monitor and they're looking at me very sternly and I think the microphone was just passed to Simon. And, uh, and so I'm going to turn it over to you and Andy in just a moment. Tell me what you do for this page. But first, let's hear from the audience. Guys, take a look at this page and ask yourself a question. Let's do this to help. Let's do this right. You know, if you're giving me suggestions, wait for a second. Just pause. I want you to tell me the value proposition on this page. Look at it. You have like uh, 30 seconds. If you can't see it in 10 seconds, the page is already in trouble. But right now, tell me. Why would you purchase from this company rather than any other? And we're using you like a marketing focus group. I want to see how many of you can answer that. Because if you're not clear, their customers are not clear, and they're in trouble. And that's a point we can help them on. So tell me what you're thinking. Savings, question mark. They're not sure. There's seven years experience. Wasn't clear. It's not clear. Want to know rates. I'm guessing. Ask how we can help. It's buried. I wouldn't, meaning I guess I wouldn't buy. Uh, experience, people are lost. And, and if this was submitted by Robert, and, and we want to help you, Robert, and it would be pretty hard to get an audience of this size of marketing experts looking at your page to give you feedback, and you've got problem number one when they can't tell you the value prop. We'll stop there. I'll turn it over to Andy and get his commentary. Thanks. Uh, just a couple of things I want to talk to you about this page. The, the first thing is more, more conceptual and not specific to this page. But uh, you, you should consider banking, especially with, uh, with uh, the availability of, of online banking and the way that people are, are, are interacting with their bank online, more like an e-commerce uh, approach or website than anything else. And uh, very few e-commerce websites that, uh, that we have worked on uh, would list their homepage as their number one entry point for customers to come in. So if you have a particular objective, you want your customers to learn about your mortgages or learn about your checking accounts or understand how they can get their savings to rise, uh, the, the way they're going to find that is not necessarily by digging through a homepage. They're going to enter the site somewhere else. So making sure that you can build specific landing pages that are geared towards what people are, are looking for. Uh, because l let's think of it, like when you, when you were out applying for a mortgage last time, were you also thinking about opening a credit card and uh, opening a new checking account and doing all those kinds of things? Probably not. So you definitely want to, even carrying over from what Adam said from the last, uh, from the last site, you want to be able to get the people to the information they're looking for and to the products and services that they are coming to you for as quickly as possible. Uh, this page is, is really menu style. It, it's a, it's a self-serve, uh, you know, hope for the best, hope you can find what you are looking for here. Uh, and you really, as, as Flint said earlier, uh, you are almost encouraging people to uh, go back to that back button and end that relationship to find something more specific to their needs. 
so if this is the page that you use for people who are searching for mortgages and for credit cards and for checking accounts and for CDs, then you're really you're, you're a jack of all trades and, and a master of none. And really the best way to get the best conversion online is to be a master at each one of those. Uh, so uh, the only thing I'd like to, uh, or a couple things I'd like to add here are the 70 years in the community, I think is kind of a strong, credible statement, uh, especially if you have experience uh, building businesses in the community and you are known as a, as a lender to, you know, you're reinvesting into the community. People might really uh, strongly resonate with that, especially in a credit union. But even from a usability standpoint, there's a, there's a tree in front of the 70 years, and so the only thing I see is kind of is the lady's neck and the word community before I'm down into, into something else. So there's a lot of space up here that's unused, and I think there could be a, uh, definitely a moment of disorientation here when you arrive at the page because uh, there is a lot of real estate that's not dedicated to uh, expressing your value proposition or saying really what you can do here. Uh, only other thing I want to add is there are there are tons and tons of links on this page. Uh, there's a lot lots of places to go. No clear way to help people. So even if you were for whatever reason, if you had a constraint and you were stuck with this type of page, you can do a better job of telling people if you're looking for mortgage or lending products, go. This is where you should be. If you're looking for deposits products, then look over here. If you're looking for something else, online banking sign in over here is where is where you should be. Uh, to give people. A, an easy way to find their way into the content that they want. Uh, excellent point, Andy. And and candidly, Andy, I think I cast him poorly to name him Simon because he was gracious today. His points are superb. But I want to say to you, and, and, I, and say it kindly, this is an example of a lot of the kinds of pages you see on the web that seem half magazine ad and half, you know, uh, index or, con or information piece. And the reality is, and I mean this very kindly, Robert, and I doubt that you designed it, and please uh, don't be angry with me, but the audience needs to become attuned to this kind of issue. This is a terrible page. It really is. A, it's a terrible page. And I say it because uh, it's not doing any of the heavy lifting a page should do. When I come to that page, you need to meet me with text that tells me where I'm at and what I can do here. You need to guide me, like Andy suggested, through the options. Half of the page is, is given to a girl's throat. And I can't figure out what in the world that has to do with my savings. Even if I was going to put a picture up there, I'd put a picture up there that connected. I have no idea what she's doing. And I can't tell if she's on a swing or a seesaw or she's getting an exam. Uh, the, the reality is you need an image, if you use one at all, that supports the messaging really, really clearly. And Aaron, this is all good news. Or Robert, this is all good news because you can take this kind of page and get significant increase in your results and blow away your management team by recognizing these leaks. Andy? Yeah, those of you who've joined me on web clinics before uh, have heard me say this kind of thing before about a page that looks like it was designed by your agency. And I bet, you know, your agency that designed this page uh, might submit something like this for some kind of advertising award because it's a very, you know, it looks like a pretty page. It's a professionally designed page. But remember, the, the person who's in charge here is the customer, not the agency, not the creative director, not the photographer, not any of those people. And if you're not designing pages with a specific purpose for serving your customer, best in mind, then your agency isn't doing you the best service and you're not doing yourself the best service for your business. And, uh, you know, I've said it for years and only recently read it in Ogilvy's work. The goal of the ad is to sell. Sell, sell, sell. We have to sell with this page. And to do that, we've got to enter into a conversation 
and we've got to guide it. Okay, we just got a confirmation from Robert that it was an agency page, and there are good agencies. We're not, you know, a third of our audience are agencies, and we're we're not against the agencies. We work with them every single day, but uh, you know, uh, the page doesn't work, guys. And uh, that's honesty. Adam wants to make a real quick quote. Yeah, just one more elaborating on Andy's point about wasted real estate to express your value. I mean, think about how many bank accounts, how many mortgages people get in their lifetime. It's a low number, like one, two, three, or four. And so if, if, you're, if this is that high of a decision for somebody that they only make a few in their lifetime, you need to greet them with a little bit more value and information. Excellent. Excellent. All right, well, we're going to move on. There's a lot more we could say. And... And Robert, any way we can help you with that page, if you do a redesign, shoot it over to us and we'll give you some quick comments because we want to see you get a, a, you know, a, a big lift. In the meantime, I'm looking at another page that's been submitted and uh, it's submitted by Nancy. Its objective is to get consumers to apply for mortgages. Let me see what's coming up next. But yeah, we got lots of different kinds of things. E-commerce, service businesses, B2B, B2C. This one is a direct appeal for mortgages and you're going to be able to see the top of the page and the bottom. That's actually one page that is connected. And it clearly has a headline. And uh, it's dramatically different from the page that we just saw. And I'm going to turn it over to our expert in this area, Gina, and get some comments from her. But before I do, audience, tell me. Now this I'm going to watch very carefully. This is a different question. If you could only change one element of this page, what would you change? <laughs> By the way, here's a question. How do you deal with an overbearing VP of marketing who <laughs> loves this terrible design? <laughs> uh, we actually have some clinics about that. Yes, go to fightthesquirrel.com and you will see a video produced here. Uh, it's not, I want to say, about to win any Emmys or Oscars. And Andy is on that video. I will not tell you which one is on. And Adam is on that video. It's called fightthesquirrel.com. And candidly, it's just something we did in the afternoon when we got uh, fed up with poor people trying to get their boss to see the truth about optimization. Uh, so you can go there. In the meantime, let's uh, go over to your comments. You say that you would add third-party credibility. That's the first thing. Someone else says, get rid of the all caps. Add a form to the page. Can we have something enlightening, someone said. Organize the copy in bullets. The headline is too hard to read, says David. Uh, the red box with percentages is wrong, says someone. I would, raise the, I would raise the get approved now button higher on the page. Change the reverse type, says Adrian. Betsy said that I would change the headline, and if you can't, would at least make it one color. Robert says, change the headline. Uh, Norma says, eliminate the word incredibly. Uh, don't you love adverbs and headlines? All right, need an image, melody, Kathy... <laughs> Color is awful. James, savings an average of $2,100 on what? Matt Ford says, simplify the copy. Brian says, we need humanity. Show happy people. All right, so these are, the, these are the comments from you, the audience. Now over to you, Gina. Thanks. Those are all really good points, and that's actually very similar to some of the stuff that I was going to say. So where I'd probably start off is um, <laughs> with the, the headline. So I'm assuming someone's coming from a search engine and they're probably searching something, you know, with mortgages. And, you know, when I land on the page, I'm not really sure that, you know, I'm in the right place because I don't see anything related to mortgages in the headline. Now, as I scroll through the rest of the copy on the page, I see mortgages in the subheadline, but you probably want to open with that in the headline. Um, second to that is the, the iPath. 
you have the, the vertical headline and then the other image with the percentages to the, to the right of that. And that's, those images really compete with each other. So what I'd recommend to do is you might want to try a horizontal headline. And then, you know, if you want to use that image, try that image or test using an image that might uh, relate a little bit more to mortgages. You know, people, you know, moving into their first home or something like that. Um, and then, you know, one last point that I want to make in regards to the value proposition is, you know, we state on, or you guys state on this uh, landing page in the headline that you save an average of $2,100, but really, how, is that, how does that differentiate from the rest of your competition? So what I'm going to see is when I land on this landing page is that, that I get that savings, but I'm going to have to go out and do my own research to see if that really is a good savings. So instead of me having to do the research, do it for me and tell me how, how you differentiate from the rest of the competition. Good points. All of them good points. Uh, I, I just want to say for those of you looking for a page that's doing some things right, this is a page that is doing a lot of things right. Uh, I think the second half of the page has subheaders with small amounts of text. They have underlying links, even though they're links and we don't have a bold eye path. Basically short messaging all centered around critical information. They have some form of a headline that should at least pique your curiosity. Uh, the page is better than 85% of the average pages that we probably look at, but it has problems. Gina's pointed out some. Your headline should not be in all caps. You should not divide the top of your page into those two columns. I'd be careful about emphasizing rates with four digits. I'd probably make the two, like 4.625, I'd probably make the 2.5 smaller than the 4.6, and I'd make the 4.4 smaller than the 4.6 so that it's still there, but that it's easier for someone to grasp basically that number. People, when they see a lumber that long, often do not do the mental step necessary to translate it into meaning. You've got to make sure it's easy for them to get the meaning in terms of savings. I would also be improve the button. It is better. You tell me to apply online. You tell me to get pre-approved now. But all that does is tell me things to do. It does not promise me anything in exchange. What I, you know, if you said find out, if, uh, you know, if you qualify or get instant qualified, you know, get qualified in three and a half minutes, that kind of information makes a promise to me that makes it worthwhile for me to click on the button. Also, I'd find a mortgage that fits your needs. Contact our home finance consultant. That looks like one sentence. It's too long. And I would be careful about the word home finance consultant. Um, I would try to think of a word that uh, didn't have any negativity. Consultant has some negativity and I'd be cautious about using all of that in Burgundy and I see a phone number down there and it's the hardest thing to discern in the whole piece. And if you do want them to call, you need to emphasize the phone number. If you don't, go ahead and de-emphasize it. But since you have it right there next to the button, it must be part of your process. More could be said, but I've gone extra on this one, Gina, because they've done a better job than, than, than many people, and, and we can learn from some of the things that they've done right. Excellent commentary from everybody so far. I want to pause for a second. We've got a whole slate of new pages coming up. I'm watching our time, and we're going to cram every single minute with as much learning as possible. Audience, give me some quick feedback using the Q&A feature and tell me if this is the right pace for you, if we're going at about the right speed. A new page is coming. While that page is coming, I'm also going to invite you to ask any questions. We'll do a quick Q&A with you, and then we'll start down and look at more pages. So here is a question that came in. It says, can a logo be too big? Remember, we don't optimize web pages. We optimize thought sequences. Don't think about the page. Think about the impact in the mind. And remember that big is always relative. 
Arnold Schwarzenegger is five foot seven inches tall. But you can't tell that. Chuck Norris is even smaller. A lot of the big celebrities that you see on television uh, aren't so big when you meet them in real life, but relative on the screen to the actors they put in proximity, they seem big. Andy, I can't resist. I will resist that. <laughs> the, the truth is, the truth is that less is more. If you have a page with no color and then you suddenly have one word in red, everybody's going to see the red word. So I don't care how big you make the logo. Um, there is no size that's wrong. It's the ratio that's wrong. And you typically shouldn't use a logo any bigger than necessary to get the point across with terms of impact. And that has to do with five things. These are not in the notes. You might want to write them down. Here is what controls what people see first on a page. Size, position, color, shape, motion. Those five things control your eye path. Size, position, color, shape, and motion. A logo on the upper left is going to be seen way easier than a logo on the right. The logo on the right needs to be bigger than a logo you put on the upper left because that logo won't be in the eye path naturally. So you've got to draw attention to it. There's a quick answer. Let me see if there's another question we can ask. answer here. Here's one that's being handed. What color tends to be more effective? It's easier to tell you colors that aren't effective, and it's easier to remind you that the colors that aren't effective aren't effective for one of two reasons. Either they're negative psychologically, and there are a few colors like that. My team, and I, forgive me, I know it's a mixed audience, call a particular color here puke yellow. That color is not a good color, all right, because of its negative connotations. However... In most cases, when a color is wrong is when it's contrasted wrong with the other colors. So both the negative psychology and the contrast are critical in getting a color right. But everything is subject to testing. When that question was read, my analysts were, were uh, giggling because we understand here that everything needs to be tested. And sometimes for some audiences, a color that would be terrible are excellent. Test it, test it, test it. That's what marketing experiments is all about. All right, I've got another question. I'll come back to it a little bit later, if uh, time permits. Uh, and it's a good one. And it's about banners. So we'll talk about it in just a bit. But for now, we're going to move to a new page. Audience, you can see the page. You should be able to see the page now. It is here. This is called Improving the Way You Build. That's the headline. Let's tell you a little bit about the background. It is uh, submitted by W.T. Buckland and uh, the objective is to explain and inform about LEED, that's L-E-E-D, and green, uh, and uh, the position the company as an expert in the field. So there you have the page. It's good that this isn't a direct sell page in particular. It gives us a chance to look at a page with a different objective. And uh, over to Adam to give us some commentary. Sure. So Flint mentioned this uh, earlier. Uh, if you immediately look at the headline, it's a question. So don't ask me questions. Tell me the answers. Tell me who you are. Tell me the value you bring. Uh, and I think that'll be a much more effective uh, headline than you know saying, "Are you looking for?" Um, you you really want people to know they're in the right place before they get to that question. Um, the second thing I see is it's a text-heavy page, and and that's fine. It's it's a page that you're trying to inform people. Um, but I see on the left column that there's a lot of different products that we can inform people about. So uh, what this page may want to test would be uh, a better balance between the copy you provide, the information you provide, and the objective of a homepage, which is to get people to the right place. Um, 
So, you know, looking at your metrics, you know, if you know that, um, you know, this product or this service or, you know, lead or uh, commercial portals are the most important things, well, make those the primary objectives on this. Use the copy to lead into those objectives. Uh, sometimes you can think of a home page as sort of a trailhead. Uh, let people know where they can go and then give them the option to, to get to that place very quickly. Uh, Touching on iPath, we, we just talked about you know, size, shape, color, location um, to, to utilize iPath. Uh, within this text, there are you know, five, six, seven uh, blue text links. Uh, you know, these give people a chance to click deeper into the site, get to the content they want to go to. But um, what this also does is it makes my eye bounce around from paragraph to paragraph before I even have a chance to read the content. I start reading one sentence and I immediately see oh, there's a blue text link coming up, so I kind of skip over you know potentially important content. Um, the other thing that I see happening in this copy is that this company is saying a lot about themselves. Um, what, what we found in our testing is one of the most credible ways to present yourself is through others. Let others brag for you. Let other people tell um, the, the visitors that you are the best, uh, that you've won awards, testimonials. Um, and finally, this is such, a, such an important product. It looks like it's a very expensive product. It's anything construction related. Um, before I even go any further, I really want to see what you've done in the past. Show me a project from beginning to end. And I see there's a very big one you've done, which is the Denver Airport. Bring that on the homepage. You know, promote the heck out of that so that people gain that credibility and that trust in you right away from the homepage. Uh, this is excellent feedback from Adam. If you're, if you're right now looking at your time and you know you have a few minutes left and we're going to new pages and you're wondering, well, what can I get from this because my business isn't anything like this. I don't have any pages like this I'm worried about. I want to sell stuff. Then please listen to the next two or three minutes because I actually think this page has an opportunity for every single person here in e-commerce and every single person in B2B or B2C, even if it's lead gen. One of the most important pages on your website is the About Us page. Whether we consider this the About Us page or not, it's designed like an About Us page. The reason is it is an opportunity for you to intensify your brand, to build credibility and trust, and it's often the page they go to when they're considering submitting the leader, considering the sale. We don't consider the About Us page as being part of our sales funnel. It often is part of the sales funnel. We just don't recognize it. In fact, if you look at your metrics, you'll see people go there. You may look at it and you may say to yourself, yeah, but less people are going there. Yes, but the ones that do are serious. Anybody that's going there to read about you before they get back into the funnel is really seriously considering you as a provider, uh, as a solution for their problem. So, how would you make this page better? Well, first of all, we need a headline that doesn't ask a question but provides critical information. We need bullet points, not just, uh, not just paragraphs that summarize the remarkable attributes of your organization that help set it apart from the competition. We need story. The best way to persuade people the message of your value proposition is to tell your story because a great value proposition grows out of the story of the company and often the lives of the founders. This needs to have story or link to the story where people can read about the history, see a timeline, and establish uh, the reason that you've become who you are today. It's a critical piece. I would also think a page like this needs sublinks to other critical pieces of information like important projects and their stories and the, some of the things that Adam brought up. So think about those attributes and ask yourself a critical question. What is the real goal of this page or even of the website? 
The goal of this website may be simply to help decision makers choose you when it comes time to respond to your bid or your proposals. If that's the case, this site needs to focus on four elements. I can't teach them now. Email us. We'll try to help you. Or there may be some way in the future that we can connect and help you get... But those four elements aid the decision maker in saying, yes, I'll trust them with this big project. Let's move. New page. And uh, I'm going to move right to a commentary because we're running out of time. So uh, let's quickly go to uh, Andy Mott. Andy, how can we make this page better? Before he answers, here's the goal. To sell country risk reports. Okay? That's the goal. Submitted by Surge. Uh, this is uh, this is part of a what I think is a two-step process because the page right after this is is part of it. And since we've only got a couple minutes, uh, the only comment on here is that uh, I actually do think that this page is very easy to use uh, if the countries are clickable, uh, except for in Europe because the countries are too small to click on the country that you want. You know, what if you wanted Luxembourg? It'd be difficult from a just a usability perspective to uh, to click on that country. Uh, also, there's a there's a lot of uh, copy down there in the bottom. I think it, it's what it's showing is uh, most recently published reports. Uh, I, I think a better way to to describe that might be most recently published reports instead of what's going on around the world, uh, so that people can see exactly what the value is of that column. Uh, if we could actually go to the uh, next page, uh, this is uh, what looks more like a, a buy page. Uh, I think this page is uh, is actually very difficult to read uh, because of the of the uh, black background and white and yellow text on, on top of it. it. It's a little bit uh, hard on the eyes. The number one thing that uh, that draws my eye in on this page is the VeriSign seal, and I think the VeriSign seal at this particular point in the process is uh, really not necessary uh, because you're not there, there's the kind of anxiety that you're mitigating with a VeriSign seal isn't taking place on this page. So while it's a it's a good idea to have, it's just misplaced here. Um, so the call to action is less uh, is, is less emphasized here than the VeriSign seal, and I think that makes it very, very distracting. Uh, there also is tons of information on this page, lots of links, lots of places for people to exit, and this is supposed to be a buy page where you're focusing people on purchasing the product that they that they have selected here. Excellent. We're we're running out of town time. Uh, I I can't comment other than to say that Andy is absolutely right, and candidly, this page is costing you a lot of money right now. Because the, it does not have the clarity necessary. Remember this principle, clarity trumps persuasion. The page is not clear, the iPath is wrong, and you can get a serious increase in your conversion rate of the whole funnel if you improve this page. Now, time is almost gone. Let me look. We are going to squeeze one more in in the last few minutes because we want to help you as much as we can. We hope that the pace is right. Uh, this is another completely different example submitted by Kelly. The goal is to sell iPad games. Before we go to the page, I have the question I promised to answer regarding rotating banners. And I just want to suggest for you that in most cases, they're a big mistake. Number one, because they rotate at their own pace, not in match or in sync with the eyes of the person looking at the page. And he may see the banner four seconds left from its switch point, which is incredibly frustrating as he tries to discern the messaging. What's more, uh, they often distract from the core elements of the page, and I would be very cautious about rotating banners if you're referring to them in a flash-type presentation where they're changing dramatically. Uh, there are uh, some real problems with that, and it's much better to speak clearly. Clarity trumps persuasion. Now, I'm going to go straight to Gina, get her commentary on this page, and listen so that you can find information you can take back and apply to your own. Go ahead, Gina. Three minutes left. Just a few quick comments on this one. If, I guess my main point that I want to make is if you're 
the objective of the page is to sell iPad games, the first thing that I see is this incentive or this sweepstakes in the middle of the page. Now, if I want to enter that sweepstakes, I'm leaving the page. So essentially, it's distracting me from that main objective. So I would consider removing that. And, you know, you probably want to test for moving that. Another thing that I see, too, is, you know, I land on the page and I see the logo for EA, but then I see another icon for iPad games. Now, that's a little bit confusing to me because, you know, while I'm on EA, on the EA game site, uh, there's the icon for iPad games. So what I would recommend to do is add some introduction, probably a headline, and then some copy telling me what I can do on this page. And, you know, what's your value proposition? What differentiates you from the competition? Is it your games? Is that you have the, the best games, the most games? Let's try and define that and communicate it to your customers on this page. We have one more comment from Andy, and, or from Adam. Go ahead, Adam. Yeah, and, and one thing that's actually kind of ironic is people are on this page to buy iPad games, but the contest is to win an iPad. So I would think they already had one. <laughs> All right. Uh, there's, uh, there's a lot more that we could say about this page. It's laid out improperly with a poor iPad, no good headline, etc., etc. Hopefully you're starting to remember that you can just take some of the core principles, increasing uh, specificity, continuity, and relevance, and apply them to your own page. We are out of time. We want to keep helping you. All of your feedback and response to our surveys enables us to go forward and to learn more. You'll notice on your screen... Uh, what's coming up next, four key tactics that drove 189% lift. We're going to be yielding uh, and revealing new experiments, new data, and that's coming up. You need to register early because in every case, I suppose even today, you can't get on the line because we lock out at a number of lines and aren't able to get any more on just because of technology limitations. If you enjoyed today's event, I ask you to do something else, and that is, one, tell a friend. Use Twitter or some other way, but since we don't charge for these, the best thing we can do and our great yield is to build a community of marketers who care deeply about experimentation and uh, conversion. Also, I would point out that they have just re released another quarterly edition of the Marketing Experiments Journal. It's, there's no cost. It's 132 pages of experiments from the last quarter that you can read. Go online. It reads in flips just like a book. You can get it in PDF or you can actually use it as a, as a tool as you consider your marketing. The training is here behind me, and we're always looking for research partners. If you might be good to do a project with us, click on the link below, and uh, uh, we will uh, do our best. That's marketingexperiments.com forward slash partners. Thank you for today. Thank you for your trust, and we'll be back again soon. Thank you for listening to this recording of a Marketing Experiments live web clinic. You can sign up to receive invites to future live web clinics, as well as receive access to $10 million worth of Internet marketing research at marketingexperiments.com. Thank you.